Greetings in Jesus' name. This is Pastor Sean, and you're listening to The Intersection, not your normal fluffy Christian show. And we have been talking exclusively the last few weeks about the banana republic. And now, you know, the only thing that makes a real democratic republic from a banana one is not just your elections, not just your governing bodies, but the equal application of the law. Without the equal application of the law, with a weaponized legal system, there is no republic. Because uh, after all the laws are passed, after all the things are done, it is the court system where justice is either ignored or meted out. And we see both happening in this banana republic in which we live under our mighty Joe Chapo, the dictator, the comrade-in-chief, the... Uh, the uh, um, most prolific cartel leader of all time, human traffickers, drug smugglers, drug traffickers. Also the El Presidente, who is the chief, uh, him and his Justice Department, of persecuting their political foes and hushing free speech. The First Amendment is all but dead under this administration. You think it's a little melodramatic? Well, I think it's understated, to be honest with you. And we have proof of it. Now, there's some tricks and mirrors that get done amongst legal. You know, you know they talk about talking legalese? That basically means whatever, whatever jargon or BS they can throw out there to convince you of something is legalese. And that's what they do. And um, so we've been, we've been squawking about this two-tier justice system we it's it's existed forever we just like we have a a one-sided uh media complex we basically have uh we have el presidente we have the banana republic of the united states and then we also have um working along in cohorts with them uh corporations uh who are wagering which way the wind's going to blow and by the way these corporate leaders they're they're just they're just going they know they realize that the government has the power to punish them the government has the power to pick winners and losers to destroy you and a lot of times they do something called the tax code yes they use the tax code to uh either alleviate tax burden from their allies or to bury those corporations that are not in uh not in sync with their policies and that's why we have uh, you know, a, a corporate Marxism going on as well, because these corporations are wagering their bets and they, they're trying to fight for survival. And uh, so they are going to kiss up to the ones that they think are going to reward them and, and, and appease the ones they think are going to destroy them. So that's exactly what's happening. And then on top of that, working with them as well, we have, of course, the Ministry of Propaganda we call the Mainstream News. Yes, CNN, NMS, NBC, CBC, ABC, all of them. The, the Ministry of Propaganda, making sure that things come out sounding the way the government wants them to sound, that they appear the way they want them to appear. Any story or fact or anything can be twisted. Any political theater can be achieved in order, like, you know, January 6th and other political theaters they have going on, the... All of the impeachment trials, these are all just political theater. The the uh, indictments that have come down recently, it's all just political theater. It's acting. Now, it has real consequences. It destroys real people's lives. It takes away people's liberties. Um, you know, it's been amazing to see the civil. This is the years 
these last couple years of the El Chapo, El Biden, El, El Joe Chapo regime, that uh, civil liberties have all but died. You literally have to be afraid to do what I'm doing now. You've got to be afraid. Did, did you just hear, too, they just, the FBI just killed somebody who had spoken out, or they said threatened Joe Biden, but, I mean, was he was he coming at him with a gun? Was he an actual threat? Anyway, they shot dead, which, you know, now people cheer. People cheer when a conservative, when a, a person on the right is either shot dead, silenced, or put in prison. They cheer, not understanding that the loss of civil liberties for one group will eventually mean this loss of civil liberties for all groups. But they don't get that. And these new progressives, they're all about power. They don't want liberty. They don't want freedom of speech. And that's why these Marxist professors are teaching these kids that the First Amendment is only applicable to the things you want to hear. And that your political enemies deserve to be silenced, shut up, thrown in prison, or even killed. And people cheer when it happens. Not understanding that the erosion of the civil liberties will eventually affect us all. It will affect us all. Let me give you a good example of this political theater smoke and mirrors. All of a sudden, we started thinking maybe, just maybe, Hunter Biden being indicted was a sign that the Justice Department wasn't partial. We started thinking maybe these guys really are impartial. Maybe justice is blind. Maybe it's like they're going after Trump, they're going to go after Hunter. But, as we saw in the last uh, the last episode of the Hunter Biden saga, not only was did the Justice Department and the prosecutors try to whitewash what Hunter, what Hunter Biden did and give him misdemeanors that he could spend no jail time and no real consequences for, but they tried to give him blanket immunity for any crimes in the future. In other words, if Hunter Biden becomes a serial killer, he's got immunity for the next 100 years while he's alive. He can do whatever he wants and not be prosecuted. And the judge, not even being a, you know, she was a Trump-appointed judge, but necessarily a right-winger, said, I've never seen anything like this before and threw it out. Well, now, because the... The House, uh, which has some sanity being run by those on the right, the House has been so prolific in its investigation of Hunter Biden and his business schemes, leading, of course, to Joe Chapo. They have been so prolific and so powerful. I mean, they've been they've been turning up the goods. So the DOJ, after the Hunter Biden sweetheart deal was rejected, they now have appointed a special counsel. Like, wow, wow, they don't even care that it's Joe's son. They don't even care. They got a special counsel to look into this. Isn't that amazing? Aren't they just so unbiased? Wrong. <laughs> the special counsel actually begins to take over the investigation, which will, in fact, stonewall and hinder the House's investigation, which has been so, so prolific and powerful. They've been They've been turning up the dirt. And I think that they were they're so frightened that they're actually gonna going to turn up the dirt on not only Hunter but Joe Chapo that they decided to to make a special counsel. Now you and inevitably this is what this means. It means that oh, but look, they're being unbiased. They're even they're even investigating Hunter. Yeah, sure, his father's Justice Department, the one who's charging Trump with felonies that don't even exist, like defrauding the American people. What? Felonies that don't even exist. 
that same one is going to really unbiased look into Hunter Biden and possibly, possibly follow the trail even to Joe Chapo. No, they're not even going to look into Hunter. What actually happens is they get to take over jurisdiction of the investigation, which means whenever the House requests documents or witnesses, they can say, oh, we can't really participate right now because it's still an ongoing investigation. It actually... The special counsel has bought Hunter immunity and by default bought Joe Chapo immunity. Speaker Kevin McCarthy raised doubts about whether special counsel David Weiss could be trusted and pledged in a statement that House Republicans would continue investigations into the president's family. This action by Biden's DOJ cannot be used to obstruct congressional investigations. And oh, it will or whitewash the Biden family corruption, and oh, it will. McCarthy said on X, I love that. The bird is dead. Twitter has died. It's now X. The platform formerly known as Twitter. If Weiss negotiated the sweetheart deal that couldn't get approved, how can he be trusted as a special... In other words, the same guy who was trying to give Hunter Biden blanket immunity, basically right into his plea deal, Oh, by the way, Hunter pleads guilty to these two misdemeanors that which there's no jail time, no real real offense, no real payback. But on top of that, on top of that, we're slipping this clause in that says he cannot be prosecuted for anything else. Even if Hunter comes out to be, oh, I don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer's twin brother. Even if he's eating people and killing them and putting them in barrels, we cannot prosecute Hunter. I mean, whoever heard of such a thing? I mean, what a deal, right? <laughs> Got blanket immunity? This is the same Weiss that negotiated that deal that's supposed to be investigating him. Okay. Right. Right. That's like, um, that's like, hey, um, my best buddy, you know, pal, my wife, my brother, or somebody is going to now become the investigator into my life. Of course, they're going to clear him of all wrongdoing, or they're just going to stall it out so that Republicans can no longer gain information and they'll slow the process of the investigation because they're making real headwind. I mean, they're finding the text, they're finding the tweets, they're finding the, they're finding the phone calls, they're finding the demands, they're finding the money. They got, I mean, they got Joe and they know it. They got Joe everything but under a confession. I mean, they got the, they got the paper trail. They show, they know Joe Chapel was extorting foreign leaders for access. They know it. So how can this Weiss, who tried to negotiate a sweetheart deal for Hunter, now be the person who's investigating him? House Republicans will continue to pursue the facts for the American people. Russell Dye, a spokesman for the House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, also questioned whether they could trust Weiss and said the appointment of the special counsel is just a new way to whitewash the Biden family's corruption. In other words, people on the uh, Marxist-Communist side, there's more than I ever thought terrifyingly enough, are going to be able to say, oh, they gave a special counsel and he looked into Hunter Biden and investigated him and they found nothing. You need to drop it. Mm, I think they'd say the same thing if, I don't know, maybe there was a special counsel looking into Trump. Um, like, I don't know, let's say, um, mm, let's say Jim Jordan. He was Trump's Trump's prosecutor. They'd say, oh, he can't be trusted. He's just a, he's just a Trump puppet. Well, we're pretty sure that Mr. Weiss is a Trump is a Biden puppet. Whether they could trust Weiss, Weiss has already signed off on the sweetheart plea deal that was so awful and unfair that a federal judge rejected it. 
We will continue to pursue facts and bring to light by brave whistleblowers as well as White's inconsistent statements to Congress. In other words, Weiss has been lying to Congress. Attorney Merrick Garland appointed Weiss. Mm. Another impartial player in this political theater. Merrick Garland, who, by the way, hates Republicans because they blocked his appointment to the Supreme Court. This is just vengeance. The Delaware federal prosecutor who has been leading the Hunter Biden investigation as a special counsel Friday. Garland said the appointment comes after Weiss approached him and said he thinks a special counsel would be necessary to proceed in the case providing the president's son. Of course he did. On Tuesday of this week, Mr. Weiss advised me that in his judgment, his investigation had reached a stage at which he could continue to work as a special counsel, and he asked to be appointed Garland Stead in Friday's statement. Well, <laughs> isn't that just something? There's a special counsel. See how impartial the Justice Department is? They they appointed a guy who tried to give Hunter a sweetheart deal to now investigate him. They might as well have Joe Biden investigate his son. They might as well have. They might as well have. I mean, it is so absurd that the person who just tried to write the biggest sweetheart deal in history, the biggest atrocity to justice. By the way, justice isn't just denying justice to people who deserve it. Injustice is also allowing people who deserve justice not to have justice. It is an unequal application of the law. It's taking the law to punish certain individuals while letting others walk and skate. Just like the fact that Devin Archer, who was Hunter Biden's partner in all of this, all of these shenanigans, all of these uh, illicit operations, all of this, uh, all of this selling of the, the, uh, the office of the vice president, He's getting a year in prison and they wanted to arrest him before he had testified to Congress. He's getting a year in prison for not registering as a foreign agent. And he was Hunter's partner, but Hunter's not getting a year for not register. Hunter didn't register as a foreign agent, but you see Dennis Archer crossed the wrong line and they used a real law, a real law to convict Dennis Archer, he did break the law by not registering as a foreign agent. But then they wink at the president's son, who also did not register as a foreign agent. That's what you call unequal application of the law, and that's how you wind up with the term banana republic. I'm going to protect the Bidens by punishing Dennis Archer for coming forward, but the son who did the very same things is going to get a sweetheart deal and blanket immunity for the rest of his life. Ha ha ha, never seen before. And to show you how unequal this application of the law is, now Jack Smith, who has now indicted Trump, and he is one of these Marxists who says, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. He's had so many of his stretched, ridiculous uh, indictments overturned by the Supreme Court, and this one will be too. But he's asking for a January 2nd start date to this case, which is extremely fast, way faster than normal. He's asking for a January 2nd just two weeks before Super Tuesday. In other words, even if they don't get a prosecution, even if they know it goes to the Supreme Court and Donald Trump gets exonerated or the case gets thrown out, they can tie him up during the election season in hopes. You know, do they know he's going to win? 
You know they know he's going to win. You know they know he won last time. You wouldn't be doing all this unless you knew he won last time. Death, that is death election denying Sean that's a crime. No, it's not. No, it is not a crime to question an election. It is now. They're making it. It's not, especially when a Democrat does it. But there is no law in the books that says you cannot, just like uh, Attorney General Nessel here, who's trying to, like, persecute and prosecute 80-year-olds because they they wanted to send a alternate alternate electors to Washington after the shenanigans of the 2020 election, which, by the way, now we're finding out Michigan was among, amongst the most corrupt. Are you saying yes? Are you denying yes? Are you yes? Yes, yes, yes. Absolute shenanigans in Michigan. And they're starting to come out more and more about, about all of these absentee ballots and the amounts and the, the, the fact that all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. And it's not just sour grapes. It's that if we don't have fair and free elections, no one will trust in them. And the fact is, as many whistleblowers, it's supposed to take like 30 or something signed affidavits to get the attention of the uh, of the legislature like they did in Arizona. We have 7,000. 7,000 affidavits of shenanigans, and the Michigan legislature is not going to look at it because it's ran by the Banana Republic. And to show you our two-tier just, justice system, a judge delivers a mixed ruling on Trump protective order in 2020 case. Well... Jack Smith decided that not only was he going to try to speed up the uh, trial date faster than normal by making it January 2nd, not only is it two weeks before Super Tuesday, not only is it clear-cut election interference, not as to show how scared, you know what the, the funny thing about this is, why are they so terrified of someone that thinks a buffoon? Someone that thinks a total idiot buffoon, why are they so terrified? Someone who thinks can be beaten hands down, Joe Biden creamed him. Uh, basically, a man who can't even speak and is like a mindless puppet beat him from his basement. Why are they so terrified? Because they know he's he'll win. They know he'll win hands down. They don't want him to be on the ballot in 2024. They don't want him on the ballot because they know they're going to get creamed. And then they know he's really going to come come with vengeance like Braveheart. And he's really going to drain the swamp because he's not naive this time. I, I will say he was naive last time. He really thought he won and people were going to get behind him and they were the country was going to come together and everyone was going to accept it. No. Started undermining before he took office. Hillary Clinton. Well, how are the people like the Clintons not in prison? How? Actual crimes. <laughs> actual destruction of government property. Actual destruction of classified documents. Actual server not registered to the government being used for documents that are classified. How? How are they not in prison? So this Jack Smith decided to go to the judge and he requested a gag order. A gag order so Trump can't talk. And of course, they'll leak like crazy. They'll leak all, just like they did with Adam Schiff. And they'll leak all of this false stuff. And oh, we found documents. The president called for an insurrection. Use the word. And all that. They'll, they'll leak all this stuff out to affect public opinion. And but Donald Trump has to remain tight lipped or go to prison. Fortunately, maybe the judge just decided to rule more on the Trump side in this, but it's still. Still kind of sided with prosecutors on the definition of sensitive 
material. Judge and former President Trump election case says only sensitive material covered under protective order then agrees with the pr- prosecution's de- definition of sensitive. In other words, she said, you can't gag order him only on the sensitive material, but then when they said it's basically all sensitive, she said, oh, okay. With Trump's defense attorneys on a protective order over evidence, but handled prosecutors a win by broadening which materials considered sentence, sentence sensitive and should be protected. So in other words, she said, no, you can't gag order him only on the sensitive stuff, but now let's broaden the definition of sensitive. Like Trump says, I didn't do it. Oh, whoa, you're violating your gag order. You can't say I didn't do it. Trump's lawyers returned to federal court in Washington, D.C. on Friday morning for their first hearing before U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin, who is overseeing special counsel Jack Smith's 2020 election meddling case against Trump. Chukin heard arguments about the restrictions on evidence in the case. In court filings, prosecutors have argued for broad rules barring Trump's lawyers from sharing sensitive materials with the former president, including witness testimony to the grand jury and recordings of transcripts of Trump associates who spoke to prosecutors. How can you bar the person who's needing to be defended from the people, the witnesses, and the testimony in front of the grand jury to the president? To the person, that's like saying you have an accuser and they've accused you of this. Well, who is it? We can't tell you. What are they accusing me of? We can't tell you. Just know you're going to court and maybe jail. But I don't even have grounds to defend myself if you don't tell me. Nope, nope. This is what you call a banana republic. Trump's attorneys countered that the government's request was too broad and infringed on Trump's First Amendment rights. In a closed decision, close decision, Chukin said she was not persuaded that the government has shown all information gathered in the case would fall under protective order. She ruled only that information designated as sensitive should be protected. However, she agreed with the government that every single person interviewed by prosecutors is a potential witness and is sensitive. In other words, anybody who gave testimony cannot be outed. Isn't that kind of what the Constitution guarantees is that you, you're, if you're accused... You're allowed to face your accusers and answer them? You're allowed to face and answer your accusers? The defendant has a right to free speech, but that right is not absolute, you can say on the onset of a hearing. Without a protective order, a party could release that info to the jury pool. Mm. Federal Prosecutor Thomas Wyndham said Friday the restrictions were necessary to prevent the improper dissemination of materials, including to the public. Well, you know they're going to leak. Just like Adam Schiff used to do. He used to come up from the basement and they'd leak all kinds of stuff. They would leak stuff that was so hideous, so much lying. They would say that witnesses said this or that and it was never even said. In fact, the opposite was said. But that's what happens when you live in a banana republic. But my friends, I have faith in the supreme justice system, the one of the God of the universe. Jesus said that he was appointed judge that every knee should bow and tongue confess, that we would all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So there is going to be a day when a judge is going to judge, and it's going to be according to righteousness. And trust me, equal application of the law will occur. Well, until next time, this is Pastor Sean. May God richly bless you. We're the bad news. We're the young guns. We're the ones that they told you to run from. Yeah, the player's gonna play and the hater's gonna hate.